Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Nancy Olson Livingston, and welcome to TV Confidential. We're gonna turn it on. We're gonna bring you the power. Ed Robertson, welcoming you to this week's edition of TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Paul Dooley will join us in our second hour. Paul Dooley, the actor most of you know for playing Dennis Christopher's dad in Breaking Away, Molly Ringwald's dad in 16 Candles, as well as Julia Roberts' dad, Tony Collette's dad, Helen Hunt's dad, and the dad of many other A-list actors in movies and on television. Paul Dooley, also the co-creator of The Electric Company. He wrote every episode of the first season of The Electric Company while also creating such memorable characters as Easy Rider, J. Arthur Crank, and Fargo, North Dakota. Ironically, while Paul was carving a niche for himself as a dad on screen, he was going through a very difficult situation in real life involving his ex-wife and his first two children. We'll ask him about that and more when Paul Dooley joins us in our second hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that. Our second hour will also feature part two of a conversation that began last week with Lee Purcell, Lee Purcell, star of Big Wednesday, Valley Girl, Carol of the Bells, and many other movies and TV shows. Lee Purcell, also one of the driving forces behind the Hollywood Radio Players troupe of actors who perform reenactments of classic radio shows via Zoom to help raise money for the Motion Picture and Television Fund. By the time this program airs, the latest production of the Hollywood Radio Players should be up for Viewing on Demand for free on YouTube. We'll also talk about some of the other shows they have in the works, including a reenactment of the radio production of Casablanca. We'll play part two of our conversation with Lee Purcell in our second hour. We hope you stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, we'll begin our first hour by welcoming Peter Burke. Peter has spent more than 25 years in the world of public relations, first as a founding partner with Cryer Communications, a company that promotes products in the food, beverage, wellness, health, and fitness industry before co-founding, along with Bob Speyer, Hot Ice Media, a PR firm that represents a diverse array of natural and organic foods and beverages, as well as medical products, vitamins, and such companies as Air Juan, one of the first health food supermarkets in the United States. Peter's company also represents some individual authors, including Paul Friedman and Dan Harari, both of whom visited our program 
recently. Peter also brought to our attention the excellent coffee table book that I am holding up to the microphone right now, the excellent coffee table book that provides an illustrated history of the venerable Hollywood restaurant Musso and Frank. Peter Burke, also the son of Howard Burke, veteran screenwriter who wrote for many top network shows in the 70s and 80s, including Mission Impossible, McMillan and Wife, Fall Guy, the new Mike Hammer, Counter Gambit, one of the very best episodes, The Rockford Files, and by Dawn's Early Light, the episode of the original Columbo, for which Patrick McGowan won the first of his two Emmy Awards. Howard Burke also wrote the feature film Target, starring Gene Hackman and Matt Dillon. Peter Burke, also an accomplished writer in his own right, he collaborated with actor Dick Van Patten on a book. We'll ask him about that. He is also the co-author, along with his father, Howard Burke, of a five-part series of sci-fi action novels, the first of which Time Lock will tell you more about in just a second. Peter Burke, welcome to TV Confidential. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us about Time Lock. Well, it's, as you said, it's action sci-fi, but it's, uh, it's not spaceships or aliens. It's really set only 10 years in the future. It was my dad's idea originally. Uh, he thought, what if there was a a future where crime is so rampant and prisons are so overcrowded that the only way to, to scare potential criminals straight would be to develop a genetic acceleration technology that ages inmates, prisoners, the number of years of their sentence almost instantly. So, you know, you go in at 8 in the morning, you're 30, and by lunch you could be, you know, 65. <laughs> the idea is really just to terrify potential criminals, as I said, into finding another line of work. And so we thought that was a great idea, and we came up with a screenplay that really follows a young man who's wrongly convicted of murder. He's given a 40-year sentence at age 23, but he manages to escape, so he's on the run from the authorities, from the real killers, and he's coping with suddenly being 43, which sounds great to me at this (laughs) event. Time Lock, the first in a series of uh, sci-fi action novels co-written by Peter Burke and his late father, Howard Burke. For more information, IngramElliot.com forward slash Time Lock. Was there always a desire to work with your dad? Oh, absolutely. He was a you know far better writer than, than I'll ever be, for sure, and I loved him beyond words as, as a father and as a writer. And he was also working on shows that I loved anyway that I watched it's not as if he was a great writer you know who mostly wrote about uh, gardening or something (laughs) you know which is a a great noble cause but just not of interest you know to me personally he was writing shows that I loved so the opportunity to work with him was amazing and I think this might have been the first project we worked on as I said originated as a screenplay so that's how it all developed and unfortunately for us it it was a you know, big budget script at a time where most of the studios were only looking for remakes or comic book adaptations or sequels so it kind of got shelved and when COVID hit and I was stuck at home I thought how could I honor my dad's memory and keep myself from going crazy you know at home every minute and I thought, what if I novelized that script? And that's exactly what happened. So I'm very grateful to Ingram Elliott. They saw something there and 
really guided me along the way. And obviously, I had my dad's great writing to fall back on. Time Lock is available through IE Snaps, an imprint of Ingram Elliott that publishes short novels that are ideally suited for quick reading and possible development for film and television. Peter Burke, co-author of Time Lock, along with his father, the late Howard Burke, IngramElliott.com, and Elliott has two L's and two T's to it, IngramElliott.com or IngramElliott.com forward slash Time Lock. You touch on something I wanted to ask you about, Peter. The great thing about the release of Time Lock is that once upon a time you would write something, whether a novel or a screenplay, maybe if you're lucky you find an agent, you shop it around, and you hopefully you find a home for it. But if you couldn't find a home for it, that would be the end of the road, and more often than not, you know, your novel or your screenplay would end up in a filing cabinet. That's not the case anymore. And as, as, as you just mentioned with Ingram Elliott, there, there's a way to release the book, build an audience, and maybe find a way to, to, to develop it further. Yeah, they turned out to be the perfect partner. I mean, I, they're, not a, they're a traditional publisher. It's not self-published. And, they, and I had a couple of offers, and they came back with some great ideas. And the, they saw the, the cinematic potential in it right away, even before they knew it. It was already a screenplay, and they've been great. It, by the way, it's also available, forget the plug, on Barnes & Noble and Amazon. But they really nurtured it. Uh, I had written about 85% of the novel in first person because I, I like writing that way. I inject a lot of humor or attempted humor. And they said, no, make the entire book first person. So I had to rework. You know, we had a lot of scenes in the screenplay that cut away from our lead character to go to the Oval Office or whatever. So they really helped with that, and they've been great. And obviously now we'd love to come full circle and, you know, find a home for it with a streaming channel or production company because it's ready to go as, as a limited series or a movie. And again, another great thing about releasing it in 2022 versus 1972 is there there are a lot more platforms where you can find a home for a movie or a mini based on time lock which is not the case when your dad started no absolutely not and it's evolved a great deal i mean you know writers weren't even welcome on the set in, in many cases probably that still happens my dad was fortunate enough to, to work on shows where he was a welcome partner. He became really close with Peter Falk on Columbo. He did two Columbos. Mm-hmm. But they remained friends for years. And by coincidence, Dad, I, having nothing to do with my dad, I ended up handling PR for Peter in his second Columbo run in the, in the 80s and early 90s. And it was delightful. You know, he was, he was exactly what you'd expect in person and wonderful to deal with. But yeah, it was a different era back then. The second Columbo your dad wrote was The Conspirators. It was the final episode of the original NBC Columbo. The the guest murderer was played by Clive Revel, the Irish actor. And the fun thing about that episode, and it sounds like your dad touched on this because he knew Peter, is that watching Peter Falk and Clive Revel act and play off of each other on screen is that it's like watching two leprechauns at work. Yeah, 
No, that's beautifully put. I happen to recently, you know, obviously I've seen them all many times, but I happen to recently rewatch that. And I, it, it, you're absolutely right. It looked like they were having a great time, and they were. And it's one of the few, you know, you know this better than anyone because you, you're in, you know, have an encyclopedic knowledge of all of this. You probably know some of my dad's episodes in general more than even I do. But uh, it's one of the few Columbos where you kind of got the feeling that Columbo was sorry to, to see the man go to jail. He, he knew that he would, but there were a few like that. There was any old port in the storm, mm-hmm. and, you know, where there was a, a rapport between Columbo and the guest murderer. And I, my dad really wanted to play up that they actually have, have a good time together. Despite we know what the ending's going to be. So, I don't think anyone knew that was the final, going to be the final of the original series. I think, as, as I recall, everyone was pretty surprised because I guess Peter would hold out for a new contract every year and probably thought time to move on to season eight soon, but it didn't happen for 10 more years, as, as you know. Yeah, Columbo was one of the few shows in the history of television that was never canceled. And, that ha- and we're talking about both the NBC and the ABC. It just stopped. And the only reason it stopped was that, well, in the first case, it, it, it stopped because Falk started getting movie offers. And in the second case, it stopped because he was, he, he was getting older. He was no longer able to meet the physical demands of, of making movies at that point. But The Conspirators, which is the second episode your dad wrote, features one of my favorite catchphrases, this far and no farther. Yeah, yeah exactly, which ironically, you know, was a great summation of, the, I think it was the last line in the of the whole original series. Yes, and so it's perfect uh, ending for that whole era. You know, my dad loved working. I mean, they were tough shows to write, as, as you know. And the, you know, coming up with all the the clues and bringing it all together was, I, I know, a lot of work. Maybe even harder was Mission Impossible because it was a a one hour show and every. And there were a lot of characters. They all had to be doing their thing, and it all had to wind up at, at the same time. And uh, but he he loved the process, and it was a true pleasure to, to watch him work. And then, as I said earlier, to actually write with him was amazing. Peter Burke is the son of Howard Burke. Howard Burke Howard Burke wrote for many of the top network shows of the 70s and 80s, including uh, two of the best episodes of Columbo, one of my favorite episodes of The Rockford Files. He, he also wrote for the new My Camera, Mission Impossible, other TV shows. Peter Burke, also the co-author, along with his father, Howard Burke, of Time Lock, the first of a five-part series of sci-fi action novels about a futuristic world in which convicted people are instantly aged the number of years of their prison sentence in the uh, uh, complicating the matters in the case of Time Lock is that the protagonist is an innocent man who was falsely imprisoned and forced to undergo this transformation. In other words, your protagonist in Time Lock, Peter, ticked off the wrong people. Yeah, exactly. And we really wanted, even though it obviously has this sci-fi element to it, there's very little technology in the book. It's not really about the mechanics of how it works, which I wouldn't begin to understand anyway. It's really about, you know, what happens if you're 23 and suddenly you're 43 and 
and you're on the run. And it's also a love story because he turns the only place he, his friends are, you know, frightened by him. He's turned into something in their eyes of a Frankenstein's monster, even though there's nothing physically wrong with him other than that he's older. Uh, he, the only one he can turn to is the FBI agent who arrested him, and she wants nothing to do with him, of course, but eventually they realize that something very nefarious is going on with the whole program, and they join forces. So it's really a human story. I've had a lot of people have been very gratifying who said, I really don't read science fiction books. I said, I think you might like this. It's, the science fiction is just sort of the jumping off point. It's, it's not what the story is about. Time Lock is available through I.E. Snaps, an imprint of Ingram Elliott that publishes short novels that are ideally suited for quick reading and possible development for film and television. Time Lock, available wherever books are sold. You can also find it Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, wherever books are sold online. IngramElliott.com forward slash Time Lock. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. How did you and your dad work together when when uh, when you developed Time Lock into, into a novel? Was 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 one of you stronger with dialogue and the other was stronger with plot and action? How did that work? Well, the, my dad passed away six years ago, so he wasn't involved with the novelization at all. But when we wrote the screenplay together, you know, as you can imagine, him being the far better writer. I He wrote probably 80% of the script. I think my main contribution was some of the storyline, and I tried to inject humor into it, because we didn't, you know, the premise sounds depressing, but it's really kind of a, because the character has a strong self-deprecating humor, uh, I think it, it's kept fairly light, and even has something that happy ending. So, my dad, there were a lot of days where I just sort of sat there and watched with admiration and he did the bulk of the writing. When I converted it into a novel, obviously I had to flesh out the characters and as I said, I, I uh, converted everything to first person. But uh, it was still there. I mean, the dialogue was the same as the script and the scenes were basically the same. One of the ironies that is that when I finished novelizing the, the script, you know, as you know, novels or uh, screenplays are only about 120 pages. So even with everything I added to it, the book was only about 180 pages. So I thought nobody's going to publish that. It's much too short. So I wrote a whole new sequel and bundled it together. And then ironically, Ingram Elliott said, no, we actually want to keep it deliberately short and break it into sections and you can write further sequels. So that's been the process. But I, again, I had my dad's great writing to, to work with every step of the way. Well, as I like to say to my writing clients, a book could be any length. It's as long as you need to tell the story you need to tell as completely as possible, whether it's 100 pages, whether it's 180 pages, uh, whether it's 300 pages, and it's just a matter of finding the right platform, such as you found with Ingram Elliott, that's the right fit for what you're doing. You're absolutely right. Peter Burke is the co-author, along with his father, the late Howard Burke, of Time Lock, the first in a series of five uh, sci-fi action novels published through Ingram Elliott. You can find it in bookstores everywhere as well as Amazon.com, IngramElliott.com, 
or ingramelliot.com forward slash time lock. Take a quick time out. We'll talk some more with Peter Burke when we come back on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.